When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is the movie trivia showdown. It's the ultimate showdown. It's round number two. I am Christian Harloff, and I'm joined, as always, by Mark Baby Carrots Ellis. Mark, this is some matchup we have here between the Barbarian and the former movie trivia showdown champion of the world, primetime Paul O'Young. And I think your reason for saying that is accurate because it feels like a championship setting, doesn't it? It feels like either a tournament title or even a belt is on the line here today just because there's so much leading up to this match. So many subplots we're going to delve into a little bit later, but you have two of the, to borrow one of the competitors nicknamed primetime players in the movie trivia showdown, and they're clashing in round two. The winner of today's match could very well be the winner of this whole tournament. Honestly, for all the people that are left at the moment, it, this is anybody's tournament and even I, I had an opportunity to sp speak to Paul Oyama a little while ago and he was saying that yeah you know he's got it he's got victories and he's the he's the the favorite in this match but like Barbarian's a tough competitor the kid is a tough competitor Dan Merle is a tough competitor Paige for Betty uh Griffey Nooms there's so many people inside of this thing at the moment and listening to everybody in New York while we were there spectacular fever is already happening people are waiting to go they want to be there they don't want to just be there as spectators they want to compete they want to be part of the big dance and it's getting more real as we finish up round number two that's right. I have my Pan Am app open, so I'm ready to book some tickets here for whoever wins this whole tournament, and winning today could go a long way towards that. There is some interesting developments, though, because we know Paulo Yama, primetime, has a shot he can cash in. You wonder when that is weighing on his mind at all. And then you also have the Barbarian, who is part of the Finstock Exchange. We don't know necessarily who is showing up to manage him today, and so there's a lot of question marks we have, and we'll get the answers to some movie trivia as well. Yeah, and you mentioned that shot. As far as we know, uh, Paul doesn't have that shot anymore, and Andrew has that shot. So who, who, who knows what the hell is going on with swag or anything else, too, but... The words between the Finstock Exchange and Swag has been going on for the last two seasons. It didn't stop here. There's a lot to be said. Here we go. You know, after that loss to the Godfather, we said to ourselves, we need to be ready to play any competitor, living or dead, real or fictional. And so we're ready to play against Santa Claus today. Well, well, well. You may have heard how Elvis and I conduct training sessions with all the other exchange members. And the topic of today's session is... RESPECT! We hear you all talking out there, and we don't think any of you respect us for being the level of Shmodan competitor that we are. It, it, it's a great win for Barbarian. I think he's been trying to get off this little mini, you know, schneid, if you will. We've been hearing he can dominate in all three divisions, you know, outside of Star Wars, of course. Singles were, is where I was like, he could do some way more damage in singles than he could in Inner Geekdom. So I was curious to see how he would play here, and he played really well. This just is the first step in many steps, perhaps a whole 39 steps, as uh, Alfred Hitchcock would say. Uh, on our way to winning the tournament and then winning the first of many titles that we will hold high over our heads at Spectacular. Well, well, well. We're back in round two of the tournament. I'm going up against the Barbarian. Now, look, we've had lots of famous competitors on the show before. You know, your Sam Levines, your Kevin Smiths. But 
that guy from the Disney Channel show in the 2000s, that's a big get. Seems like he's transformed himself into quite the Shmodan player, I, I would say. Paul Yama is a former champ. He's lights out. He's one of the most well-respected players. Free-for-all, his singles matches. Every time he's been out there, he's he, he has played incredible. All the past stuff is cool. That's great that I've done all this stuff. Um, but none of that's going to help me in this match. You might go into this match thinking, well, another Elvis had some success in Hawaii once upon a time, too. Um, but I'll just remind him, that run came to an end quite early for Mr. Elvis as well. So let's see here. Oh, look at us. We're wearing sunglasses now. Now we're a real Schmodown competitor. Paulo Yama is someone who we've, we've witnessed in the past and we've really felt has been very overrated. We saw the way that he had a very easy path to the title in his rookie year. We are ready to show the world that he is a fluke. I'm sure he's got a lot to say about me, you know, and he might say that I'm a has-been, but you're a never-will-be. We heard someone talking on one of them YouTube shows. We'll just call him Senior Numbers. Well, Senior Numbers said that Paul Oyama is better than us. Paul Oyama is just better than Barbarian. I've got a number for you, Senior Numbers. One. Well, that is, Senior Numbers, that is the number of questions that we have missed in any singles match that we've lost. That is how close we are to being the undisputed greatest player to ever play the showdown. And if you don't believe that, well, there's a lot more training sessions in your future. I gotta say, I thought that the most interesting promo of the night was Elvis. <laughs> I mean, Elvis is always a gamer, you know. Elvis always shows up, no. and there's just something about Barbarian when he's got that creature on his shoulder. He just tends to answer a lot of questions correctly, but we know when Oyama hits his watch that it is go time. And so these two fellas, you don't worry about them being ready for the moment. You don't worry about them feeling pressure. You just worry about what's that spin going to be like? What's that five-pointer category going to be? It could come down to the wire and I have a feeling maybe beyond. Yeah, this is a big match for the Barbarian, obviously. He was a very highly touted rookie coming in. He did. He got, He got. was bounced out last year by Bibiani. And this year, Paul Yama beat Bibiani, and then he was close to getting to another title shot, and Ethan Irwin stopped that run. So, so both of these guys need to beat one another here today. Only one can win, but we're going to have a hell of a match. Are you ready, Mark? I am ready to get going. Why don't you say those beautiful words? Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the movie trivia schmodow. Introducing first. Representing the Finstock Exchange with a record of three wins, two defeats, and one knockout. This is the Barbarian! And there's the Barbarian and not this he's not standing today he's in an emperor chair and there's elvis there is the barbarian there are the brett the hitman's heart sunglasses and he definitely knocked something over well there he is and he awaits his opponent prime time paul oyama and his opponent representing swag with a record of nine wins four defeats and one knockout he is the 2021 free-for-all winner and the former movie trivia schmodown champion of the world prime time time Paul Oyama here and what a year this kid has had and he awaits the match to begin all right Mark our competitors have entered the virtual battlefield round number one is about to begin 
How's it going? And I would say they both have very comfy chairs to compete in today with this virtual match, which kicks Good off chair. with round number one, in which you will find eight questions from eight different corners of movie trivia, Schmodown know-how. Each question is worth a point. There's no penalty for missing a question. There is no stealing in round number one. We'll ask the question. You have 15 seconds to write down your best attempt at an answer. Once we ask you by name or nickname, please show what you wrote to the camera at the same time you verbalize your attempt into the microphone. Each competitor has three usages of the JTE rule throughout the duration of the match. You're not sure you heard a question right. You want to buy yourself another 15 seconds? Use a JTE rule. Or you can just say, repeat the question. You also each have a challenge. You may utilize it at any point. We'll bring in managers in. In that case, we'll deliberate. And it will ultimately be your manager that confirms and ratifies if said challenge is taking place. You may not rely on any outside source to gain an answer. But I guess we make an exception for a rodent that might be on one of your shoulders. All right. So we start with... Paul Oyama, are you ready? Taylor Clock, let's do this. Barbarian, are you ready? Elvis and I are always ready to rock. Then let's get ready to Schmodown. Round number one. Question number one. Here we go. Going to start with the world of crime. What film featuring Anthony Mackie and Will Poulter follows riots in which rogue police officers respond to a complaint with retribution rather than justice on their minds. I got uh, good news and bad news for you, Christian. Yeah. Good news is sterling read of that question. Bad news, they both finished the answer. I know, beforehand, I noticed that. They I, literally lapped you. Well, that's all because of the way that they... Uh, Five, thank four, you. three, two, and a one. Let's go to prime time first. Detroit basketball. Correct. And thanks to Mason for that inspiration. Let's go to the Barbarian. Did you have it? That would be the only thing I'll agree with my opponent today. Detroit basketball. Let's bring the spot up there next year. Detroit. All right. Well, there you go. 1-1. One, one. And that was the longest round one question in all time. All right. Here we go. All right. Let's see if we clean it up here with the category of family films. One-to-one -one ball game. Which actor starred in the 2000s? Family films, August Rush, The Spiderwick Chronicles, and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Hey now. You, uh, getting pumped for this uh this Timothy Chalamet doing a uh, a Wonka thing? I am. I am. Really? I, if it was a remake of the film, maybe not, but a prequel, yeah. Five, four, do we need it? Three, two, what do we need? One. And, and we start right with now. Barbarian. We need some answers. Peter Pan himself, Freddie Highmore. Nice. And Oyama. The better ace of Butterfield, Freddie Highmore. Look at that. Ooh, so it is two. And now we get to question three. Action adventure is your next category. Dennis Dunn plays Wang Chi and James Hong plays David Lau Pan in this 1980s John Carpenter cult favorite. Are yeah. we gonna see like Willie like rescue like snozwangers and stuff from that place? You think? I don't know. Five, four, full of answers. Three, two. I'm not competing. One. Pens down, please, Paul Oyama. You know what Jack Burton says at a time like this: "Big trouble in Little China." Yes. And barbarian. Elvis also says at a time like this: "Big trouble in Little China." Boom. All right. Next one. Question four. All right. They are perfect through three. So we move to question four in the category of black cinema. And the question. Denzel Washington stars as a Florida police chief who must solve a double homicide before he becomes a suspect in this 2000s film from director Carl Franklin. You like that Carl Franklin there? You know, I still am working on watching start to finish Big Trouble in Little China, but oh. Jack Burton did beat me in a schmodown once, but it looked a little like Stacey Howard. Fine. Four, three, two, one. Hands down. Barbarian, what say you? It's what Oyama's going to be at the end of this match. Out of time. <laughs> hey, now. And Oyama. Out of time. Boom. All right, now we get to the next question. Biopens. Kevin Costner features as the father of Jessica Chastain in this 2017 biographical crime film. You know, Christian, I just want to say, I'm, yeah. I'm glad you're able to entertain yourself. It's You sound like my wife. Uh, her and I are generally on the same page. Yes. And five, four, three, two, 
one. Hands down, please. We start with Pauliyama. Molly's game. Hooah! And Barbarian. I'm assuming it's fetch. Molly's game. Boom. Next question. All right, just keep trying to make that a catchphrase. The next category, comedies. (laughs) (laughs) Now everybody's in a good mood. One oyster. And the question for a point. Which 2010 action comedy has the tagline, New York's finest were busy? And uh, I have uh, sources working on a recut of Molly's game where it's Molly the Wonder Dog taking the place of Molly. I enjoy that. Five, <laughs> four, three, two, one. Hands down, Paul Oyama. Uh, don't go chasing waterfalls. Uh, the other guys. <laughs> and Mr. Barbarian. I will chase whatever I want. The other guys. <laughs> Got it. All right, here we go. Next one. Question seven, fantasy sci-fi. Which actor appears in the sci-fi films Cloud Atlas, Mortal Engines, and 2010's The Wolfman? Ooh, all right. You ready to rank those? No. <laughs> they're, they're all in a red box yeah. somewhere. Or a box hidden in a garage. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens are down. Start with Oyama. Hugo Weaving? Yes. Barbarian. We also said Hugo Weaving. Look at that. Just like that. Seven. Seven. Two perfect rounds as we head into the last question. If a competitor hits us or both do, they will be asked a bonus question as Christian continues to spitball popular t-shirt phrases. Here is your question for a point in the category of directors. Here it is. Ridley Scott received... His very first Best Director Oscar nomination for what film? Oh, man. This is why we should tape matches earlier in the day, because Daddy gets a little loopy when he hasn't had his dinner yet. I don't think you're that loopy. And five. I am mom. Four. Three. Two. Repeat the question. Uh Uh-oh. First one. First one. Two remaining for Barbarian. And the question is, in the category of Directors, Ridley Scott received his very first Best Director Oscar nomination for what film? Five himself 15 seconds there, and Oyama may be doing some erasing too. Seems like it. A lot of activity on those whiteboards, a lot of squeaking. And five, four, three, two, one. Hands down for the perfect round. Barbarian. Is it Gladiator? It is not. Paul Oyama. It's Thelma and Louise. From downtown. And now, Oyama up Mm -hmm. 8-7. And now, Paul, you and only you will get this question. Are you ready, sir? Indeed. Here you go. Which actor lent their voice to the films, the Emoji Movie, Kung Fu Panda 3, and Cats and Dogs, The Revenge of Kitty Galore? Brian Cranston. Looking for J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. So the bonus question doesn't go Oyama's way. However, still up 8-7. It's still 8-7. Paul Oyama up by one as we get into round number two. It is the wheel round. That's what it does. Barbarian dodging a bullet there, and he is only down a point as we head into the round of Fate, Doom, and Justice, courtesy of that virtual wheel. Each competitor gets a spin at it. Once they settle on a category, four questions are asked to them and their closest pet. Two points per question is the value, unless you need multiple choice. At that point, we'll give you four options, one of which is the correct answer, what do you think? And the value of the question recedes to one point. Keep in mind, competitors, there's no penalty for missing a question, but stealing is available in round number Two, should you just want us to repeat your multiple choice options once, we can do that for free without spending a JTE rule. It is the Barbarian who finds him and Elvis trailing primetime Paul Oyama by a point. So, Sir Oyama, it is up to you. Would you like to spin that wheel first or defer to your opponents? Uh, I will defer to Mr. Barbarian. And here is the spin. There's the sound effect. And Taylor Robinson stepping up to manage barbarian here today we're going to land on monster movies 60 seconds to decide 
Sorry, no. You know, my my first match that I lost last year, I landed on monster movies. I got them all correct. But it wasn't good enough to win the game. So this year, I'm going to spin again. Alright, spinning again. Here it is. Alright. And I gotta say, Christian Taylor, it's a pretty uh, pretty motivational speech. I'm ready to do some push-ups, some of the diamond ones, you know? Fast. And... Oh, no! Okay, here we are. All right, so we had a plan going through. Yeah, I know he, he's, he spun off monster movies, which tells me he doesn't love that category, but I think we should stick with the original thing that we talked about. Um, you think that's a good idea? Yeah, I mean, it was going to be between this and this and what, what we're about to say and that, so I'm, I'm here for it. Let's do it. We're, we're going to give go. him a young adult adaptations. All right, young adult out of Make it so. Okay, Barbarian, you're going to get four questions in the realm of young adult. Are you ready, sir? Yes, we are. Okay. Which actress plays Effie Trinket in the Hunger Games franchise? Elizabeth Banks. Yes, sir. Two points. All right. Here's question number two. Which Star Wars actor plays the character Ethan Waite in 2013's Beautiful Creatures? Twood that it twere so simple, it is Alden Ehrenreich. Yes, sir. Two more points. Oh. Clearly, that was an Elvis answer. Congrats, Elvis. Question three. How many films have been theatrically released in the Maze Runner franchise? Three. Yes, sir. Two more points for the Barbarian. And here is your final question, sir. Here it is. What young adult film has the tagline, he's done keeping his story straight? Five. Love Simon. Two more points for the Barbarian. Great round wow. for the Barbarian. Gets opponent's choice and cleans the board. So now we are going to drop the Barbarian out and unfortunately bring back Winston Marshall. All right, here's the wheel and here's the spin. All right, so always a little nerve wracking when the wheel starts spinning from opponent's choice and that lofty perch, but it seems like it's going to land before that at comedies. comedies. Ha! I'll take it. So I kind of like this, but also with I'm down seven. I kind of need a really good round. I think it's worth respinning. Yeah, I say I say let's spin it again. If we get comedies. I know you'll knock it out of the park, but there are ones that we for sure want want. So let's do that. Yeah, go. Let's respin. All right, spinning away from comedies and Christian. We've seen this be an issue in the past where you're going for that golden wedge, but you land on opponent's choice. Yeah, we'll see what happens on this spin. It doesn't look like that's going to be a factor today, though. Monster movies. All right. Monster All right, movies. Let's do it. All right. Paul Yama spun monster movies. Mark, four questions in the realm of monster movies. Monster movies it is. We don't know the classification of Elvis the Wonder Thing, but it is not technically a monster, so don't worry about that. You do get to focus on four questions or two points apiece unless you need multiple choice. Prime time, here's your first question. In the category of monster movies, what 1987 film directed by Fred Decker follows a group of kids fighting a group of monsters led by Dracula? The Monster Squad. Great documentary about that movie available now. That is correct for two points. And Oyama's on the board here in round two. We go to his second question in the category of monster movies. And it is. Who plays cameraman Animal Pilati in 1998's Godzilla? I'm going to go to multiple choice. All right, you have four options, one of which is correct for a point. Is it A, Jean Renault, B, Tony Shalhoub, C, San Casaria, or D, Kevin Pollack? Jean Renault. 
Kevin Pollock. That's incorrect. And so for a one-point steal, I will repeat the question of the options, Barbarian and Elvis. Who plays cameraman Animal Pilati in 1998's Godzilla? Is it A, Jean Reno, B, Tony Shalhoub, C, Hank Azaria, or D, Kevin Pollock? Well, at the risk of being culturally insensitive, we will wager right. Hank Azaria. That is correct for a point, and that is a big steal by Barbarian off of one of Christian's all-time favorite movies. Uh, but now, wants to say something. Yeah, just, just, just real quick. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Paul. If you, you heard it, I, I didn't hear Hank Azaria when you read it for Paul. I heard something slightly different. I don't know. Yeah, that I didn't. Trust me, because I also did not hear that name. So, so that's why I was calling the challenge on that because it wasn't pronounced Hank Azaria when we heard when it was asked to Paul. Um, it, it sounded like something slightly different. Okay. I, I believe I said Hank Azaria both times. Again, Azaria or Azaria. Um, do, you guys, do you guys want to challenge it? I didn't hear... I, I thought it was like Hanka. Yeah, I honestly did, did not. also did not hear Hank Azaria. But yeah, I think we should probably challenge. Yeah, let's 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 ratify that. We're going to challenge. Barbarian, you're saying you heard it both times. I mean, it's yeah. it, the, the pronunciation, you know, it's... Oftentimes, the announcers have difficulty pronouncing names, but I didn't think that the pronunciation he used made it unclear that it was Hank Azaria. Okay. All right. Fair enough. All, All right. right. So we'll we'll challenge it. Oh, excuse me. We'll go over the challenge. We'll be, we'll be back. Right back. All right, and we are back from the challenge. We have been deliberating. Mark, the ruling. We have a ruling, and if you've been watching the tape back, so have we. And I promise in this cup, it is just ice water, nothing more. But it did sound a little drunky there when we watched the tape, and I did say the option was C, Zank Azaria. Never said it before, hope to never say it again. And so that is going to be chalked up as an announcer error. So now here is how we rule the challenge. Is that the challenge will be upheld is that Barbarian will not be awarded the point for that steal. It will be Paulo Yama, but because he did check the multiple choice after an honest read of the question, the ruling is thus. We're going to present Paul with a new question in the same category of monster movies. It will be a multiple choice question, so he will not have the option to go to two points and answer it outright. He will hear the options, and the question will be once again worth the point. Steals still in effect. This will play as prime times question number two in his round number two. And again, apologies to anyone out there named Hank or Zang. All right, here we go. So now Paul Oyama will get a new question with multiple choice options. Mark, at your ready. All right, and this is going to be question number two again with multiple choice. And here it is. Prime time. Who plays Mrs. Clayton, Connor's strict grandmother who has a tense relationship with him in the film A Monster Calls? And your multiple choice options for a point. Is it A, Annie Potts, B, Veronica Cartwright, C, Susan Sarandon, or D, Sigourney Weaver? Can you repeat the question with the options? That's the first one. Use the JT rule, yes. Yes. All right. And that is, who plays Mrs. Clayton, Connor's strict grandmother who has a tense relationship with him in the film A Monster Calls? Is it A, Annie Potts? B, Veronica Cartwright, C, Susan Sarandon, or D, Sigourney Weaver? D, Sigourney Weaver. I'm sorry, we're looking for Zigourney Weaver, but we will give you the points, and that is correct, and so Paulo Yama does get that point back. All right, here's the next question. This is question three. All right, and after all that, here we are with your penultimate question in the category of monster movies, and it is Cedric Hardwick plays Ludwig Frankenstein, one of the sons of the original Dr. Frankenstein, in which universal monster film? Multiple choice. All right, your four options for a point. Is it A, Son of Frankenstein, B, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, C, Ghost of Frankenstein, or D, House of Frankenstein? We'll say A, Son of Frankenstein. That is incorrect. And so for a one-point steal, Barbarian slash Elvis, you have the question. As Cedric Hardwick 
plays Ludwig Frankenstein, one of the sons of the original Dr. Frankenstein, in which Universal Monster film? Is it A, Son of Frankenstein, B, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, C, Ghost of Frankenstein, or D, House of Frankenstein? We will say D, House of Frankenstein. I just watched the correct answer recently. It is Ghost of Frankenstein, so... No points exchange hands there. Opportunity for a steal goes by the wayside. Here's where we stand. It is now the final question for Paul Primetime Oyama in round number two. It's a 15 to 11 lead right now for Barbarian, but Oyama can have that if he gets this final question off the bat. Here it is in the category of monster movies. Who plays the famous Frankenstein's monster? And Mel Brooks is young Frankenstein. Peter Boyle. Pretty great in that. Everybody loves Raymond show. That is correct for two points. Then Christian, after all of that, it is 15 to 13. Barbarian has the lead. Primetime trails. And we got us a ball game. We got a ball game here. A challenge. A good challenge at that. And it is now 15-13 as we get into round number three. It's the final round. It is the final round. And this is how it works, gentlemen. Each competitor is going to give us a series of numbers. These numbers may range from one to to 20 you may not pick the same numerals as your opponent as each integer corresponds to a unique category of schmodown mystery first question is worth two points next one three points your final question is worth five big points and so it is prime time coming in here with a decent round two and a very well played challenge but it is barbarian who enjoys a two-point lead so barbarian and or elvis what are your three lucky numbers Elvis would like to go 15 for our current score. We will go 7. And we will go 8. Took some time to think about it. <laughs> 15, 7, <laughs> And for prime time. Uh, I will go 12, 17, and 9. 12, 17, and 9 for primetime Paul Oyama. All right. All right. So we start with primetime Paul Oyama, who starts with his two-pointer. He chose category 12. Category 12. Mark, he's going to start with comedy. That's right. He's going to start with some lighthearted ha-ha for two points, and this could tie the lead of Barbarian and, at the very least, avoid a TKO. Here's the question for two points. What 1980s John Hughes comedy has the line... This is my ninth sick day this semester. It's pretty tough coming up with new illnesses. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Life always moving pretty fast, but we're taking a stop to look around to see it's tied at 15 points apiece, and thus Barbarian will now have his two points. All right, Barbarian chose category 15. Puts him in the realm of the 1990s. It's a decade where I'm not sure if... Barbarian and Elvis were both in there together, but now they team up for a two-point question, which could give them a two-point lead. In the category of the 1990s, a boy named Danny Madigan is magically transported into a movie by a magic movie ticket in this 1993 Arnold Schwarzenegger film. Last Action Hero. Elvis's favorite of all time, possibly. That is correct. It is now... 17 to 15 and so we go back to the watch bearer who's going to have a three-pointer and christian primetime could take the lead if he hits it he needs a three-point question here to take the lead he chose category 17 mark the 1970s is the category 1970s dialing back the clock ever further and your question primetime paul oyama for three points and the lead Name the 1979 Disney sci-fi adventure film that was directed by Gary Nelson and stars Anthony Perkins. The Black Hole. I've been accused of being that in conversation. That is correct for three points, and Primetime pulls out a movie that I dare say was released before he was born, Christian, but it gives him a one-point lead, and now Barbarian finds himself trailing by one. Trailing by one. So he now has to hit his three-point question. He chose category seven, Leonardo DiCaprio. All right. 
fine young actor he is. And in the category of Leonardo DiCaprio to recapture the lead, here's the question. Leonardo DiCaprio has been nominated for six Academy Awards for his acting. Name two of the films he was nominated for. What's Eating Gilbert Grape and The Revenant? Correct for three points. And now Barbarian, once again, it's that two-point lead and Primetime can take his biggest lead of the match if he hits this question, but it's his five-pointer, Christian. So if he hits it, he's going to bounce it back to Barbarian one more time. If he misses it, Barbarian will advance to round three of the tournament. That's right. So Paul Yama needs to hit this five in order to force the Barbarian to hit his five. As you said, Mark, if he misses, then Barbarian will be going on to face the kid. He chose category number nine. Puts him in the realm of thrillers. Thrillers. Thrillers is the category. Five points. To enjoy a three-point lead. Here's the question. David Duchovny co-stars as Brian Kessler, a journalist researching serial killers in what 1993 film? Five, four, three, two. Uh, repeat the question, sorry. Last one. Oh, sorry. Second one. Second one. Right, second one. Yeah. And there's no multiple, but you can repeat. Here it is. David Duchovny co-stars as Brian Kessler, a journalist researching serial killers in what 1993 film? Five, four. Repeat the three. question again. Last one. All and right, he, and here it is. Categories, thrillers, the question. And David Duchovny co-stars as Brian Kessler, a journalist researching serial killers in what 1993 film? Five, four, three. Shadowlands. And your winner! Advancing to the next round, the Barbarian! The Barbarian pulling off an upset here and defeating Paul Oyama. Barbarian goes to the next round to face the kid. California was indeed the answer. And wow, what a victory by the Barbarian. Congratulations. We shall see you guys in the winner circle with Jen Sturger. I mean, imagine that, Christian. Uh, someone's better at Gucci's job than Gucci. Who knew? Anyways, congratulations on a well-fought victory today, Barbarian, Elvis, Taylor. Uh, I feel like everyone keeps saying upset, 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 but I feel like you've been paying attention for the last season and a half. This doesn't feel like that big of an upset, just given the way that you play the game. Jen, you are one of the few people I've ever heard here speak honestly about this. <laughs> we are one of the most accurate players in the game. We have one of the most highest PPEs in the game. Yet we were told Adam Collins was going to win our division or quarter, or Brennan Meyer was going to win, or Paulo Yamba was going to win. They said this is the quartile of death. Well, I am the death, and this is my quarter. And none of you are getting out alive. What do you feel like beating a former champion and the free-for-all winner of this year? What do you feel like that adds to your resume? You know, the way I've watched the Reddit groups and the Facebook groups and the YouTube groups and the after show groups, groups and YouTube and none of them, none of them understand <laughs> respect. Even when something like this would happen, they're still going to say, well, Brendan the Kid Meyer is going to win next. And then they'll say Dan Merle is going to win next. None of them will respect me, despite the fact that I am the most dominant player in the game alongside Elvis. 
the two of us together will finally receive all the bets. Right. I'm just not sure Elvis is ready to share, you know, being your favorite accessory with the belt. Anyways, uh, obviously the challenge was like a pivotal point of this match. Do you feel like that threw you at all? It didn't really seem like it. You know, I had here the two most important people to me. My manager, Taylor Robinson, and my companion, Elvis. They kept me calm. They kept me in good spirits. And they kept me locked in during that deliberation. We knew that no matter what happened, all we had to do was answer questions correctly. And that's what we did. So now you're four and two and you're going on to face the kid. Do you have any thoughts on Brendan Meyer, who also pulled off a big win against last year's winner, Collins? I feel like this is kind of an upset city in this round. We know he's scared. We know he's scared. That's He's always scared. That's his superpower. He uses his fear to get answers. Well, if that's the case, he's going to be getting some answers but we will get more because he will be afraid. Uh, the logic there went the wrong direction. El- Elvis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, this is getting a little insane. Um, and Taylor, I, I feel like now that you're, you're for karma's sake and just for the whole like idea of, I, look, I'm a huge sports fan and you don't mess with something if it seems to be working, even if it's just, uh, you know, not washing a pair of socks or something else, you know? Who, who washes she- socks? Right. Uh, so for karma's sake, do you feel like you may need to continue managing the barbarian going forward? Look, I think you make a great point. I think that uh, Elvis and barbarian and I have formed a great bond. I feel like we talked about it at the end of our last win that we knew what we had to do going into this match. We knew what we had to prepare for. Paulo Yama is not someone you mess around with. He, he, you give him the correct amount of respect. Not too much, not too little. You don't overhype yourself. You know what you're getting into. And we prepared that way. And we knew we could take the win. And I feel like if we approach the next round with the same mindset, we keep the dream team going that we have right now. I feel like great things can come from that, definitely. Absolutely. Well, congratulations on a well-fought victory today. Uh, the three of you, two and a half, I don't know, but whatever. Uh, congratulations again and uh, best of luck against the kid. Thank we you, don't Jen. need luck. <laughs> Thank you, Jen. <sighs> Paul, I know this is a disappointing end to uh, your road right now. <sighs> that was a really tough five-pointer, man. Not going to lie. But I have to say the two of you handled that challenge in round two like absolute freaking pros. And it's certainly no nothing to you know hang your head about this entire match. Yeah, just what? No, I'm just kidding. I mean, yeah, honestly, it's a bummer loss. Um, Listen, I I appreciate the fact, like, I honestly, I didn't know what I was walking into with this interview. Um, So I, I, I like that, that you're still, you still got that like light about you, but I do know that this has got to be disappointing to you just because you invest so much in this game. And honestly, yeah, like it's disappointing for me watching you not take the uh, W. Yeah, it's a bummer. You know, it's like especially, you know, do a thing where your opponent takes your numbers in round three and then it feels like things almost feel like they're out of your control at that point. Um, But no, look, Barbarian played a great game. I would have loved to answer those YA questions. Um, But, you know, all it comes down to is whether you know your own questions and whether you don't. And especially when it comes down to the five, that obviously often decides these kinds of matches. Um, California was sort of in in the back of my head, but I don't think I was was front of mind enough to guess it. But um, I mean, you know, he played a, a very good game. A uh, bit disappointed myself, but you know, I missed that you know pretty tough House of Frankenstein question in round two, and then just missed the five. Other than that, like, um, I can't be too disappointed with how the whole, whole sort of match went. So you know, it's a bummer, but you know, you, it, sometimes I I forget and lose sight of like how fun it is to play this game, and honestly, just playing it is fun. Um, and I'm excited to do that kind of going into next year because that's kind of, a, you know, different opportunities. And it's going to be a different set of circumstances. And, um, you know, yeah, it sucks to go out in the tournament in round two twice in a row. Um, but that just means, you know, next time uh, there's, you know, more higher heights to reach. So. But it's like you had such an amazing season in terms of the level of your play. And it's like the result just doesn't it doesn't look that way. And it's just simply not the case. Yeah, but I think you were to the point, though, where players and singles are just good enough where it's like 
really good is like not probably not good enough in a lot of scenarios. Um, so you know, you you come out and do your best, and if it's not in your wheelhouse, like you know, you can't really control that too much. Um, and then of course the crushing loss in teams. I mean, that was a heartbreaker. Man, you're, you're trying to get me to the state that I was pretending to be at the beginning of the interview. I don't know what that's about. Um, but yeah, look, I would have liked to end the season on different terms. Um, but, you know, yeah, I, now it's my time to sort of relax and watch things play out and watch everything sort of trickle down and see where everything falls. And uh, um, it just makes next season more interesting and it gives me kind of more fire under my ass when the next season comes along um, to achieve something that I, I haven't quite yet um, this year. So. That's all no, it is. Really. I'm yeah. definitely not trying to make you get all emotional or anything like that. Because, like, I'm one of those people, if you cry, I cry. Like, it's going to get weird. Mm. Uh, but I, I just, I have such an amazing amount of respect for you as a competitor. You. Paul, you and I know that wasn't always the case. So, like, I just, it, it really stings for me to That's what really you. counts. I mean, what? not really, but I'll say that. That's what really counts. You know, who cares? As who long needs to as Jen cares. Exactly. Uh, Winston, how are you feeling about all of this? Because, I mean, it's just such a disappointing end to this whole ride that you guys have had together this year. Uh, I won't lie that this is rough. Uh, you know, it's it's for those that have been following me on, on Blurds every Tuesday and Thursday, 6 p.m. Or, uh, you know, have seen me on SEN or anything like that. You know, I've been talking about how I was watching uh, Kuroko's Basketball, uh, for those that are familiar with that anime. And that's the thing. The whole Kagami. team, exactly. Kagami. Yeah, everybody, everybody has given their heart and soul to this faction this season, and you saw it in our gameplay. These matches lost in OTs by a random question, or just down like a bat. Like a lot of it is also the luck of the draw. Some of these questions we get in these categories we get sometimes. You just it doesn't always play in your favor, and it continued to happen. So I was ready for Paul to go on this tear. He's our ace. You know what I mean? And and unfortunately, well, this just... Ace is our ace. Uh, okay, ace is our ace, but this is our other ace. There's ace. two aces. There's the... Anyway, the point is, it's rough <gasps> to have the season end so early uh, for us. But I wouldn't trade any of it for the world. I wouldn't trade any of my players for anybody else. These 12 individuals have been something absolutely special. Um... And Paul has been the leader at the front of it, man. So I, I have no regrets on the season. Do I wish we had done better? Of course. But I am proud of what this faction did. And I can't wait to show everybody what we're going to do next year because that's fine. We got to blow it up. We got to blow it up. Guess what's you keep that? saying next year, next year, Winston. Like, uh, there are a lot of changes obviously happening to the league next year in terms of formatting and everything else. So I guess my question is, where does Paul fit into swag? I mean, I'm I'm really hoping that you know we got to talk to Paul. We can talk about it off camera. I'm hoping that he continues to want to ride with me. No, I just I think you should talk about it right here and make it super weird. Okay, let's make it. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, but but speaking of awkward, I, I do have to ask you guys about something. Um, mm. so you guys weren't in New York, but there was this whole thing where like Shandrew, like he like came out dancing, got on stage, whatever. And he said that right. you guys were, were friends and you were giving him your title shot. And what's that about? Well, I think as far as next season, it's just going to look a lot different. You know, the league's going to be sh shifting and changing. And we don't know what that means for us kind of as a faction and my place within swag. Um, but I just think that, you know, I, I like being with Winston. Uh, I would love to continue with him. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. Um, and next year, just and again, it presents exciting opportunities for us, um, for me and for Winston, whether we're together or not. Um, that's kind of up in the air, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. I'm excited for for what next season looks like. Do you, I don't I don't think you heard the question right, um, Winston. Can, nothing. Can we go and review the tape and see real quick what was said? Because I don't think we were able to hear. I'm going to challenge the question that Chance just lobbied up there, if that's yeah, okay. And if Christian can come and also say boom. Christian, you can turn him off now. That would be Paul, good seeing you. But, um, you know, better luck next season, man. Have a wonderful rest of your day. See you, Chance. Well, whatever the hell's going on in there, I don't know. Yeah. KG, to say the least. But, uh, I, I mean, I think Jen even said it inside of that interview. You look at the... The shift in personality of the Paulo Yama that entered in his rookie season where, yeah, he might have had a really good run and he won the championship, but he didn't make a lot of friends and he didn't 
gather a lot of respect from a lot of whether it's Jen Sturger or fellow competitors. He had a kind of attitude that the fans, I remember being in New York when they they booed him unmercifully. That is not the case anymore. Paul Yama is a very respected uh, competitor, and it's interviews like that that show why the class he's never he doesn't complain he just says look you know it, it wasn't it, it wasn't particularly my day there was a tougher thing that I, I i didn't know that particular one it was in the back of my mind and i look forward to next season and that's why he's starting to uh, get that fan base that he has and that's why he will always be in the conversation uh, for for championship shots and contender shots because he's just too dangerous of a competitor and he shows maturity beyond his years when he has answers like that because we know what a gladiator he is inside the movie trivia arena. But today it was him coming up just short to the Barbarian who is going to advance in a very intriguing matchup against the Kid in round number three of the Ultimate Schmodown Singles Tournament. It's going to be another fun one as all of these matches have been so far. And I don't see that trend ending anytime soon, partner. No, you got Mark Riley, Mark Ellis, Sam Levine, uh, ben Bateman and last year's winner, of course, Adam Collins, among a lot of the winners of the Ultimate Schmodown. Who will be the winner of the Ultimate Schmodown this year? Well, the Barbarian is one of those potential contenders, and he goes up against the kid in round number three. There is the bracket. That is the remaining bracket as you see it right now. Those are the competitors that are left. Who will win? Go and check it out. And if you are not going to the Schmodown Spectacular, try to find a way to get there. It is not only the end of the year big event to celebrate everything that we've done this season. I have been saying it and I have been saying it uh, everywhere that I can. This is the pilot episode for season nine. So get there be there you want to see all of the contenders we already know that marisol mckee will be defending her championship against the winner of this tournament and we will be seeing all the titles on the line get to the spectacular the schmodownlive.com patreon patreon.com slash schmodown at the ten dollar tier you'll be able to stream it that's christian i'm mark thanks to all the great competitors and managers today the incredible jen sturger as well as our very especially today hard-working team behind the scenes here at skybound and all of our great writing staff thanks for tuning in to the movie trivia schmodown get those tickets at the schmodownlive.com and we'll see you december 4th or probably sooner in a virtual sense right here When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.